0: I am Bicycle in, Revolution Woo! I'm in love with everybody here. <laughs> Thank you guys. That's wonderful. Um, well, nice to meet you. So call me. I'm not
1: so we have uh you know, we just met this person here. Right. And she doesn't know how to ride a bike, she says she dreams about it.
2: That's 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 kind of an interesting thing to dream about. I dream
1: about riding my bike all the time. Yeah. I do. And and really? Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't know if I've ever dreamt about it, but uh, what, what do you do in your dream when you're
2: riding a bike? I don't know. It's usually something I look forward to. For instance, like, you know, when I get up, like, riding the bike to work is kind of the highlight of the day. Wow. And
1: you're our tech guy. This is Rev Mook, our tech guy. So we also have somebody from? Uh,
2: North, uh,
3: my name is Justin Marks. I'm from California, California State University, Northridge. Great.
1: And uh, you're here today? You want to describe like how you got involved, why you're interested?
3: Sure. yeah, I'm here today. Um, I guess one to represent myself as someone who's been affected by um, some of the same sicknesses that our, our system is, is affected by. Um, originally I got um, involved with activism and just basic awareness was um, through the efforts uh, to save public education. Um, and I was an org, organize, or I was involved in some of the organ, organizing of some of the demonstrations and protests that we had on campus in um, March fourth two thousand and ten we had brought about 7,000 7, people out and out of those seven thousand six were arrested one of them being a seventy three year old professor whose arm was broken from her shoulder to her wrist um, and it it created a rallying tool for us to kind of get behind um, and talk about the issues um, and then also get support for um, you know, our, our cause individually. And from there on, it, it kind of um, it kind of like, I guess, sensitized my radar to some of the other um, truths that were um, being spread by people like um, the people here at Occupy LA. Yeah, who's, uh, so who's here? Who have you, you connected with here? Um, I've con- connected with um, a couple other groups from the colleges, trying to see how um, we can be a large proponent or uh, um, bring that to the table. I know that there's other people here who's, who've had their homes stolen by banks, um, and I think that um, you know, with any struggle, I think the people that are affected by it most are going to be the, ha- need to be the first ones to to speak about it. So it's like, oh, even though I, I. Um, I sympathize greatly um, with all the people that are here for a whole bunch of different reasons for police brutality and for um like like i said the 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 real estate thieving uh, theory i guess has going been going on and um, you know it, just just i mean all of it and um I think that like once again those people need to stand up first the people uh, most directly affected by it um, and so i've been trying to connect with other um of the college, I think Occidental College is out here. U UCLA, USC is out here, and there's a large number of CSUN students out here as well.
1: Um, so these these things, a lot of times, the value of them, or one of the the things that's good about them, is that they
3: uh, they start these networks. Do you see that happening? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think that's that's where our gonna, I think that's where our biggest strength is going to lie. And um, like once again, I, I think that when it comes down to the the individual uh, cause being fought for just as strongly uh, as the collective one. Um, And uh, I think, you know, through the network, I I think it's great that we're seeing um, a reflection of what's been going on in the rest of the world. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate that it had to happen to us last, but at the same time, I think better late than never. So I'm I'm glad that we're utilizing resources like Twitter and uh, Facebook. It, it, coming here. It's almost like a time warp. Like it looks like something like, um, Heighten Ashbury uh, in the '60s in San Francisco. But yet, then you see like you, you get snap back to reality and you see an iPhone somewhere, and it's it's a it's cool. It's really cool. What's your major? Um, I'm a double major in African American Studies and English. You gonna be a teacher? Um, I'm look. I'm just studying for the CBEST right now, so I'll probably be a teacher. I'm um, looking at law schools right now. Um, so yeah, that, that's those are some of my goals. A
1: lot of times, it's like teaching or law.
3: Right, right, right.
1: Let me give you a bike talk flyer. Um, do you, Jess? You said Justin. Justin, do you ride a bike?
3: Um, I do actually. I have a. Um, I've had, like, two bikes stolen, and this one I've got protected with two new U-locks, so I'm hopefully, I'll be able to hold on to it. Is it here? No, it's not here. Yeah. It's actually in repair right now. I bent my rim. It's is eating through tires, so I had to get it fixed. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well, um, keep in touch through the through the thing. If you want to stop by, you know, let me know. If you have anybody that you said, like you were saying, that people who are, you know, personally affected by some of the issues that we're talking about here. Right. And if you could bring them by, I'd really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. Okay. Thank you. I think it's important that we're on, our, that we are our own media because obviously mainstream media isn't doing it. So I, I love what you guys are doing here. Thank
1: you. Cool. Thank you. I'm a teacher too.
3: Okay. Cool. Good stuff. Um, you got any more like this?
0: Thanks. Okay. I don't know. Do you have any
3: more students? Yes. Um, I'll grab or some specifically, for you.
0: you Nick said any more like this guy?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab, uh, I'll grab some more through that I came with. Okay. okay. Thank you.
0: So we got—we're gonna teach someone how to ride a bike.
1: That is great. Did you get her contact info?
0: No. Maybe I should go find her. Yeah.
1: You, I mean, even if you're helping somebody, sometimes you gotta, mm. you yeah. know, drag them with you and and actually.
0: She's very excited.
1: Yeah, but I think she was excited just in general.
0: Okay. Turquoise shirt. I'm gonna go find Agatha and make sure that I have her phone number so we can teach her how to ride a bike.
1: Well, you look prepared.
0: I'm prepared. I've got all different types of recording devices.
1: (laughs) Do you have uh, like power shots or anything? What's that? I thought you bike people at power shots.
0: I had um, some fuel, as we call it, on the way here. (laughs) It was a bar. It was just a bunk breaker.
1: I mean, when I say you, uh, you, I should say uh, triathletes.
0: Well, you know, that's just a side hobby. That's not something I do all the time. It's
1: not your identity.
0: No, it's not. It's just one small sliver. Mikey!
1: Mikey Wally, everybody. Mikey Wally is perhaps the preeminent bike photographer in Los Angeles. Thanks. You're welcome. And you got it, uh, your camera on you. What kind of camera?
2: Um, I shoot with a Canon uh, T2i body and a Sigma 30 1.4 lens. Which ends up, if you're a camera nerd, my body has a 1.6 crop factor. And 1.6 times 30 is 48, so I effectively shoot with a 48 millimeter lens.
1: You know what, you could just be making that up, and I, but it sounds, I'm, I'll hire you for my wedding or whatever, so, or my bike wedding. Hell yeah. So um, you do a lot of bike photography, right, Mikey? Absolutely. What are some of the memorable pictures that you have taken?
2: Um, recent ones, I really, I really enjoyed shooting Wolfpack bike from Los Angeles to Las Vegas in 17 hours. Me and uh, Roadblock, uh, we're in a car and we uh, we're supposed to just drop. That's fast, huh? It's really fast, and it was in the basically at night most of the time. Well, it's better, I would think. Yeah, but you have to. I mean, roads you've never been on. And there's no street lights. You know, it's the country, so they have to rely on their own powerful lights that are on their bikes.
1: So it wasn't the highway.
2: Um. Or, no, it is the country. It's just the highway in the country. I think they get on the highway occasionally, but it was mostly roads next to the highway. But that was that was really that was a blast. That was a blast. And uh, interbike was okay.
1: <laughs> what do you mean okay?
2: Well, is it corporate. Well, no, I went with Don, and he got in a little bike accident, so I really didn't go to interbike at all. I just helped him out with like his, his injuries in the hospital
1: yeah I've just seen him lately he's like he's got a cracked ri- ribs and a, like a lacerated liver
2: yeah and uh and he hit his head and he was bleeding but he didn't have any skull fractures or anything so that was really good and he's getting a lot better now so
1: he wasn't wearing a helmet
2: that's basically it, it was a it was a mechanical failure where uh the crank arm had a hairline fracture and became weak and it snapped and he's really tall six foot eight uh his head hit the pavement he hit the side of his uh his left side and wasn't wearing a helmet and basically yeah that's it you We're know mechanical failures can happen to anybody thank god it happened where it did it wasn't in a rural mountain pass or something there was paramedics on scene uh he was going slow and there was a hospital nearby so
1: you know and now he says that he will always wear a helmet hopefully <laughs> but the thing is it, you always hear about these people who are like now i'll always wear a helmet yeah people say that Whereas before, it's like you could have told him that that might happen. I mean, I wear a helmet. You probably don't, right?
2: Well, I wear a helmet when I have the chance. I've been in uh, some... Okay. proselytizing. I'll stop. Okay. Uh, do you have a thought about that? Helmets?
1: I, I thought I detected a wince from Reverend Mook <laughs> here. Do you know Reverend Mook?
2: My uh, my helmet's in the mail. I talked to people at Laser, and they they hooked me up, and... I got
1: for your dreadlocks to fit through. Or?
2: Actually, yeah, they have helmets uh, <laughs> that fit ponytails. Okay. So,
1: <laughs> are you being serious?
2: Yeah, I'm dead serious. Laser. Do you, are you gonna find
1: one to fit your beard, Reverend? No. Yeah, I guess that makes no sense. So, you're, what else? Uh, Interbike, uh, Wolfpack to Las Vegas. What what are, what are these pictures like? Can you describe them in words?
2: Um, the Wolfpack ones are kind of gritty uh grainy black and white uh at night some overexposed flash a, a bunch of photos of guys in spandex in a diner eating diner food that's great yeah, that's pretty cool and a lot of uh bicycle legends yeah
1: what do you mean bicycle oh you mean inter what how where oh uh,
2: dude that that there's this guy Robbie I don't know Don will be able to tell you if he's around I forgot who they were though
1: so where do we find these pictures your website, your blog. Oh,
2: yeah, uh, you can find them at MikeyWally.com, M-I-K-E-Y-W-A-L-L-Y, or Flickr.com slash MikeyWally. Basically, if you Google Mikey Wally, you'll be able to find whatever you need that's connected to me, photos, stuff like that.
1: Well, Mikey, I saw you in the movie, uh, uh, with the Angelopes movie?
2: Yeah, Angelopes movie, amazing. Richie Thompson, fucking great director. Ooh, I can't swear, right? No, yeah, you can. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck.
1: We're <laughs> occupying the media.
2: Yeah, dude, killradio.org,
1: and KPFK on the podcast. So, Rev Mook, are you, uh, what
2: are you doing? I'm thinking about finding some lunch somewhere. Uh, I'm just good. Like, Eat uh, here. Can we eat here? I don't know.
4: Is there food? The
2: food here has been amazing for the past. This is day seven of Occupy LA at City Hall, and i got to say, I've been spoiled with some of the city's best pizza. On uh, some of the best food, not bombs, cooks from around uh, the greater Los Angeles area. The food has been absolutely outstanding. That is
1: so important.
2: It is. And free.
1: I feel like those people who watch the parades, you know, and <laughs> comment on
5: it.
2: Uh huh. What
1: you say? Uh, you know, the, like the uh, on like Thanksgiving Day, the Macy's Day Parade. You got the two people in the booth, and they're like commenting on the parade. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so, Mikey, if you find anybody who you think it would be good to talk to, you know, send him here, okay?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We also have a, uh, in other news, there's a there's a bike shop here at Occupation at, at Occupy LA. Uh, we have limited amount of tools and uh, we have a bike stand, and we're looking for basically tubes, maybe some tires, and uh, people that can help other people fix bikes. Because I brought the tools, I don't really know how to fix bikes though. So.
1: Why is why tubes? Is it people getting flats?
2: Yeah, people are getting flats, and I, I, the, the patch kits are running thin. And I think it's just easier for people to put a new tube in when they don't know what's up.
1: Okay, so we need tubes, folks. Um, thank you, Mikey. Where are the tubes at? That's right. Next Where are the time. tubes at? All right, that was Mikey Wally Do you need any help with that? Uh, well, if you can just recruit. Yeah. I think it would be a good conversation to have. Totally. All right, sir. Ahead, sir. How are you doing?
6: I'm doing fantastic. Couldn't be more honored to be here. Wow, thank you. Um, I mean, that that's uh, that's a great way of putting it. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. We've been, many of us have been waiting for this for, it seems like, lifetimes. I've been involved in a social struggle for 25 years, and I've never seen anything quite like this. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Well, so what have you been involved in? What, what have you been doing, biding your time for this? It all started 25 years ago with this crazy idea that if we could get the University of Texas to quit investing money in South Africa, maybe we could get this man out of jail. And... uh and it worked. We got the University of Texas. I was in Austin, Texas, 15 years old. Got the University of Texas to disinfest. That started a domino effect of disinvestment in South Africa. And not only did we free the man from jail, he went on to become president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela. So I got the idea early on that it works, that the people really do have the power. And even if we aim big, it may even go bigger. We start a process of doing the right thing, and we have no idea how far that will go or how good it will be. So it showed me that there's no time wasted in the movement. There's nothing that isn't. There were early days where it seemed like a far-out idea, as did uh, then years later. I met Jack Hare, and he convinced me that hemp would change the world. So we got the crazy notion that we're having a hard time getting legalized, that we'd step back a little bit, focus in on something called medical marijuana, and see if we could get that posted here in California. And even the people who would sign our petitions in the mid-'90s would laugh in our face and be like, yeah, it's a great idea, but you're not going to open up medical clubs. Well, we now have a 1,000 medical clubs in the state of California that are serving patients from, from you know north to south. So, again, I'm shown that when people activate, when people focus, we can succeed. We can create laws. We can create policy. And, uh, and it's really up to us. I don't think it's a matter of how many people talk about how disempowered they are. I think people are truly intimidated by how much power they have, and that's what keeps them from acting. So, There's a quote about that. I'm sure, yeah. No, it's, it's a theme and all great people trying to figure out why the rest of us aren't rising up. <laughs>
1: What's your name again? My name is Patrick Moore. And uh, so you talked about uh, apartheid
6: and you're active in that, and you said you've been active for many years. 25 years. Since I first did with Nelson Mandela, I realized we do have the power and I wasn't going to waste my time not expressing it.
1: And so uh, what do you do the rest of the time when you're not uh, active?
6: I've been working with the Beck protocol. I met Dr. Bab Beck the same year I met Jack Hare, and they both convinced me they had a way of saving the world. So uh, Dr. Beck introduced me to what he called the $4 AIDS cure. It's a bioelectric protocol utilizing ozone and colloidal silver, pulse magnetic fields, and direct current. He called it the $4 AIDS cure because each patient you take through, you have to get basically a new 9-volt battery. Then you're ready to go to take another patient through, and we were having Incredible success treating AIDS, cancer, herpes, lupus, uh, even multiple sclerosis, which my mother had and has been cured now. So, uh, so that's taken up a lot of my time. On the, on the flip side, I got involved in biofuel in the early 90s. And uh, after a while, realizing that American farmers could be getting paid for what we do, in industry and, and personally, instead of uh, you know the, the the thousand oil barons that run the world, I figured that was really important and again, some years of trying to teach and share that, I narrowed in on a campaign where I was going to try to get somebody bigger than me to start talking about it. if I could get somebody who 's already a celebrity. so I chose my uh, cousin, a distant cousin Willie Nelson, and I started hounding him for about two years, and sure enough, backstage him and the whole crew was just laugh at me in my face as I kept talking about biofuel i 'd give him a little write up every time i 'd see him. I get little backstage passes. So I'd write up a thing on hemp paper, what biofuel would do for the American farmer, because Willie was all about the American farmers, right? So after two years, well, actually after two years, the family cut me off. No more backstage passes. You leave Willie Nelson alone. Let him do his country thing, and you go do your hippie fuel thing. About a year or two after that, Willie Nelson announced he was BioWilly and became the largest thing in biofuel in America. He's got 400 gas stations serving biofuel. Now he's opening a chain of, of, of stations called BioWilly Stations. So, again, I kind of lifted that up off my shoulders, handed it to somebody who was more uh, globally connected, and I went back to Bioelectrics. Because despite herb having a huge movement behind it, and now biofil, a huge movement behind it, the actual $4 cure for AIDS is still way, way, way underground. So I've sort of taken that as my, my spearhead, the thing that if until somebody famous takes it up, I'm going to keep focusing on it. Because there are many solutions to our many problems. Well, you know, we, I think when you approach people with something that's, just
1: not even part of their their scheme their schema. Their way you know, it's not even it doesn't fit anywhere in their in what they're used to thinking about. You know, you have one of several reactions.
6: Oh yeah, no, they ignore you, they ridicule you, they attack you. I mean that's that's generally the this is the spectrum right there. And uh many ignore me and I've been ridiculed and I've certainly been attacked for doing what I do, but I've got Thousands of cured people behind me. I've set up over a hundred of these clinics. Like I guess I spent some time in a. I ended up with this this is bioelectric protocol. I was traveling. ended up in the Western Highlands, Guatemala. I spent eight years in the Western Highlands, Guatemala, treating Mayan refugees with colloidal silver and ozone because they work so well. I adopted two hundred thousand Mayans in the Western Highlands and figured I was going to try to offset the. Uh, peace corps and all these groups that were down there handing out expired vaccines and expired pharmaceutical drugs that aren't good when they're fresh but really aren't good when they're not fresh so as a counterbalance to that i was going to try to uh introduce something sustainable so we started making hemp textiles i started bringing down hemp food and spirulina super blue green algaes and um and oh, and it's cloidal silver neozone, which never don't work. They work every time for everything. Real quick, UCLA tested cloidal silver against everything they had 650 different pathogens in 1995 Ebola, lupus, anthrax, weapons grade anthrax, 60 different strains of herpes. It killed every one of them within 10 minutes. Ampicillin kills, I think, 18. Penicillin kills, I think, 20. And, and and some of those will become resistant and get stronger. There's never been a resistant strain that's gotten stronger from a hundred years of well documented colloidal silver use, and it works every time. So again, and it's safe. That's the key. All right. So how, so, <laughs> you ride a bike? I do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I Ride a bike when I'm not driving my hemp fuel car. Now my biofuel car runs on hemp oil. So for three years I've been running a a, a hemp Mercedes Benz here in California just to make the point that it can be done. Oh, cool. Um. All right, well, so
1: tell me about your involvement right here. Like, you're going to keep staying here? How long are you going to be here?
6: I've been here since last Saturday morning, so I'm on week one. We've now gotten through our first week, which is really the hurdle. It took us a little while to get settled in, kind of figure out the dynamics of living on the front lawn of uh, City Hall. And now that we're really starting to form a community and get active, today's going to be our first big day of making some presentations and really reaching out to the world in a dynamic and creative way. So, again, we're glad we got our tents settled. We're glad we all know where the bathrooms are and where to get our food. And now, it's, now the work begins. We start interfacing with the public and really building the momentum we now have 800, and now it may be you know, more, as of last night, 800 cities in occupation. It was 75 just a couple of days ago. And so we are building momentum quicker than I think any of us really imagined. And uh, and that's, that's history being on our what are What are some of the new cities? Excuse me? Some of the new cities that are, that are being occupied. Oh, I mean, again, there are hundreds, big cities and small cities. It's amazing. I like to think there are little towns out there with five kids in a tent at their city hall and that there are bigger cities with 100 people and there are cities like this with Thousands of people occupying and thousands more passing through and spending a little time taking notes, taking pictures, and then heading home. And so it's a it's not the occupation isn't only anybody here. The occupation is anybody who's focusing on this at the moment. Anybody who sends down some tents, anybody who gets on a phone and calls a radio station and reminds them of what we're doing, you are also occupying. We are all part of this. You don't we are the symbol of the occupation with the tents and the people out on the lawn. The occupation is all of us that feel the need for justice to feel the need to hold the bankers accountable for what's happened in the last five years here.
1: We are at the corner of Temple in North Main in Los Angeles at City Hall at Occupy LA. So now tell me how people come to consensus here. There's so many different people, so many different trajectories. How, how does it all, how does it come together?
6: Certainly. Now, we're a movement that's being... A ridiculed in the mainstream media for not having a focus, for not knowing why we're here. And we are the 99%. So, of course, we have a rich diversity of issues, from from hemp prohibition, to freeing mumia, to social justice issues, to uh, educational issues. All that's part of our umbrella. But we are on the lawn with demands. We have a list of demands that's posted on uh, uh, OccupyWallStreet.org. And uh, and somehow Fox and CNN can't seem to find our website or figure out what it is that we have posted on the net weeks ago. And one of the reasons may be that in a Google search yesterday, we did not come up in the top 50. When you type Occupy L.A., specific list of demands we are not one of the top 50 that come up so there are all sorts of organizations who are claiming and get the early google searches claiming that we want a free education and we want to shut down this and stop that and free this that's not actually our list of demands that may be something most of us do want but we do not leave this lawn until seven of demands are met and so we're trying to clarify some of those demands and uh reinstating the glass teagle as geeky as that sounds and insignificant as that may seem much of the problem we've had in the last 10 years is, uh, is this uh, freeing up and the, the ability for investment bankers to work with bankers. And that was what Glass-Steagall banned uh, 50 years ago. So there's some simple solutions to our problems. And I think this very well-thought-out group. And, again, we're hammering through it day by day. The consensus are hours and hours of meetings. Everybody has a chance to express themselves. Nobody gets overlooked or skipped. So, again, it's a time-consuming and thoughtful process, but it's, uh, it's working. And, uh, and that's what democracy takes. It takes communication, time, and dedication. And uh, we have all that here.
1: I like the way you don't get thrown off by all that. Yeah, <laughs> we're being handed uh, some really cool stickers. Hey, sir, we did you make these? Uh,
7: we got it printed out. All right. We're pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. We
7: are the 99%. Uh, we're going to be handling the logo for Occupy LA and uh, Occupy. So it could be used internationally as well as nationally, Occupy and uh we're getting some patents and trademarks and we are trying to structure ourselves to be uh plural, pluralistic in the sense that uh we don't have any hidden agendas and there's no specific cause aside from taking back our government and taking care of our debt which we'll never pay on our own. You
1: know, we were just talking about uh list of demands.
6: Do you know them by heart? I don't know them by heart, but I got a pretty good outline. The, the, the basics are um, again, reinstating the Glass-Steagall Act. Uh, prosecutions of the criminal banking cartels of the last... The Glass-Steagall years. Act? Glass-Steagall is a very important act passed by Roosevelt. The last time we had a Great Depression like this, oh, some notes were made and some clarity was found that the big problems were investment bankers acting like bankers and bankers acting like investment bankers. So the Glass-Steagall Act was passed by Roosevelt. At the very end of his term, he slipped it in there, and it said that if you're an investment banker... You've got to let everyone know, and you can't act like a bank. If you take your money into a bank, you assume it's sitting in the back room in a vault. If you take it to an investment banker, you know he's taking it to Wall Street and investing it for you. But if you take your money to a banker and he can take it to Wall Street and lose your money on Wall Street, that was the big problem. So the Glass-Steagall Act banned that. We lifted the Glass-Steagall Act in the last 10 years. said, we trust the bankers to manage themselves. We're not going to actually put regulations on them, banning them from taking our pension funds to Wall Street. So you know what they did? exactly that they took our pension funds to wall street they emptied out the banks shifted them over to the investment bankers threw them all on wall street and what were many fraudulent uh, fraudulent transactions it's like selling a timex as a rolex that would be fraud out here but on wall street apparently that's just business as usual so we've lost trillions of dollars by repealing the glass steagall act and if we want to immediately stop this this, this funnel going out we reinstate the glass steagall act and uh and we will have a, a fair and balanced banking system again. It's it's possible. It's doable. Again, it sounds a little bit geeky, but it is important at this moment.
1: All right. Uh, Not long. things
6: are happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we are on location here at Occupy LA. Oh, and, and another one. I mean, again, just getting the uh, like the, the very famous speech uh, given by Eisenhower. His last speech as he was leaving, he recognized that the military-industrial complex was becoming the greatest threat to American security, and he tried to warn us about that. And that is also one of our list of demands is for the military-industrial complex to be distinctly separated from our military, that the military should not be working in conjunction with the industrial complex that is uh, the trillion-dollar industry behind it. And there need to be clear separations in those. And so we have a very reasonable set of demands, very easily obtained if we just proactively acted like a, a conscious government and took care of crim- white-collar criminals the way we take care of people stealing hubcaps and uh, stealing cable. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll talk, talk to you again.
1: That's all. Respect. So, you were telling me?
6: You got. Are you the one behind these t shirts?
1: T shirts? No. You
7: you make the bumper stickers?
1: I don't make the bumper
7: stickers. We just tracked it out with, um, I believe it's RTC. I don't
1: want to pigeonhole you as like a bumper sticker maker.
7: No. No, we got the banner though. We have a great rate. We got the same rate as 7 Eleven gets. Uh, So, that's like the largest um, chain of. Fast food outlets in the country, and uh, so therefore we could leverage and probably make like we estimated somewhere around ten to fifteen thousand dollars per day. Just on so are you selling these? Um, we're we're discussing that at financing. We haven't etched anything in stone. That is the that is the potential we have at this juncture, uh, as it come, pertains to the logo, brandishing uh, banners, uh, print media items that we're going to distribute around the country as well as internationally. Uh, so 99 is going international, we are international.
1: Um, so they, you can, Joni is fascinated by your bumper stickers.
8: Because I'm one of the 99%, oh thank you.
1: So you guys can actually consense on making something that you can then, That you guys can consense on making something that you can use to earn money.
7: Oh, yeah, we haven't done anything to earn money. Don't get me wrong. We haven't done anything to earn money. I have
0: some students from Whittier College.
7: Okay, great. All right. What I'm saying is Occupy LA has the capacity at this juncture to bring in that type of (laughs) revenue stream, which uh, we are declining at this juncture until we have our bylaws and our financial state uh, clearly out on the table, etched in stone and adhere to, abide by, procedurally. What's your name? Nasser.
1: Can you? (laughs) You I go by Nazareth around here. Oh, cool. So how have you liked it so far? How
7: have you liked it so far? We are one of the most important movements of America in the last 250 some odd years. We are really a revolution that everybody's been waiting for and yearning for all their lives. Um,
1: Thank you, Nasser. all right, so we got a couple of students from Whittier College next. What you, uh, what are you guys' names?
9: Oh, my name is Rex.
10: I'm Darren. Darren.
1: And what are you all about here today? What are you doing?
10: I mean, why are we here? Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, we're from Whittier College, and we've been hearing about this for a while. Actually, um, I heard that this was going to start around August, so I wanted to see what would happen. So I'm really excited that it's spreading and we're trying to see if we can get more of our classmates interested to find some way not only to participate in this movement, but also to um, start some kind of Occupy your movement maybe or get something going on our own campus um, to kind of raise consciousness and promote a, a bigger view of this movement and this issue. I think this is a rare opportunity.
1: I just heard that you have about, there's like 800 cities that have just started this.
10: Yeah, I know, it's pretty amazing. And um I think obviously this is the kind of thing that's been building for a while and it's it doesn't happen a lot. I don't know when the last time there's really been a big mass movement against um against, you know, political corruption, against the involvement of finance in politics and against the power of banks and, you know, so
0: I was just going to say, against anything, really.
10: Against anything, exactly. So I think the, the last time there was really a mass movement, it was a tea party, but then that was exposed, you know, as a lot of um, astroturfing and... Um, <clears throat> what's, what's astroturfing? Um, where <clears throat> it's like, it's, it's the idea of having fake grassroots, so... Um, You know, the Tea Party was supposed to be this spontaneous uproar, these common Americans and this kind of thing, when actually the way it worked was a lot of uh, top Republicans started these front organizations that were called stuff like, I don't know, Help America, Protect America. And rather than having any kind of revolutionary populist fervor, what happened is they worked to get a lot of Republicans in office and get a lot of Democrats. So it was mainly a conflict between two parties posing as a populist uprising. So,
1: yeah. Reminds me of this thing I saw when uh, the, in 2000 when the elections of Florida were, were hijacked, when they had these uh, Republican staffers pretending to be a popular protest and they interrupted the ballot recounts? Uh,
9: yeah, exactly. Um, I, as I recall, they also destroyed some ballots within, I forget which Florida county, but uh, there's a lot of political corruption. There's other things that went into the RNC of Florida, for example, not allowing several black citizens to vote. And I think in 2001, afterwards, there was the whole measure to try to make sure, and this is also in Indiana, but Florida, Indiana, were trying to keep more black citizens, elderly citizens, homeless citizens, unable to vote by messing up with the entire, uh, not just the ballot box, but also if you were mentally disabled, you were not able to vote. You had to sign something some form saying yeah. if you were mentally disabled your vote would be uh, contested there was another case in Florida where I get by law you uh, and this is Indiana they try to pass this was called the getting people to vote act where they would change if you they would send you a, something in the mail the government form in the mail and if you had to sign it fill it out and send it back but if you ref- didn't do that you would have to re-register and your vote could be contested so I think as a Sociology. Which
1: makes a lot of people just not bother to do it. Excuse me? Which would have made a lot of people just not do it.
9: Right, exactly. They're trying to disenfranchise the lower class. But again, that's just that that
10: whole movement and that kind of movement is just about two parties trying to hold on to power and fighting each other. So I think that's the difference between something like this, where it's trying to find a source of power and a source of uh, empowerment outside of those elite Kind of distant, alienated groups. So yeah, that's why uh, I've been pretty enthusiastic and inspired that this is actually going on. Yeah. So
1: what's your experience been from from the start to now?
10: Well, we just got here. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think last semester in at, at our own college we started um, a community forum where um, we practiced a kind of a non-agenda, non-hierarchical model of coming together as a community to try to include faculty and students and workers and our idea was also that um we should organize as a community empower ourselves as a community and see what we can do on our own behalf as people and not as you know people who uh, you know as roles as workers or whatever so we're actually really excited that this is going on because it kind of encourages us in our own work on our own campus can i ask you a question here I'm just
1: thinking these are two guys who are, have a lot to say about stuff that, that people at Kill Radio are interested in. Is there any way we could get, like, a remote um, set up for them so that they could do a show for Kill Radio?
11: Um, what do you mean?
1: Um, like we have here, like, a remote setup up, and, and we yeah, can kick the stream off. Lives,
9: like, I mean, it, I guess it would be the same stuff.
1: Yeah, but, like, can we do that?
9: I'd be fine with that.
0: Rex told me that he actually had a radio show, so he might
9: be familiar with some of the technology.
1: Yeah, would you be interested in doing a radio show for Kill Radio?
9: Um, well, right now I'm going through a senior seminar, which uh, right, uh, which is like, you mean like right now? Oh, right now, right now? definitely wonderful. Yeah. Like,
0: like soon in the future. I think I don't know. I think oh. we'd have
10: time, and oh, we, have, so um, so. we have we uh, have Leandro and Connor. They'd be interested. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You mean so doing it from here? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think we should try. Fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am just
1: throwing that out there, and yeah. <laughs> it's fine with me. I mean, yeah. there's just some, you know, our equipment. You know, we'll, we'll just leave here. Um, you need it for tomorrow, though, right? Yeah, I need it for tomorrow. But after that, right.
10: um, yeah. And actually, uh, we we have our um, like I don't know what is it uh, video production thing on campus. So actually, um, I was just thinking about having them. Try to come, trying to get them to come down here and, and do something too. Well,
1: okay, this is you know what, this is not really an interview. This is me right, right. doing this, business yeah. here. Uh, but let me ask you, uh, have you found that the way that you try to organize these non-hierarchical, uh, you know, ways of organizing meetings, is it like the, what they're doing here?
9: Um, similar, I would say. There's this whole building of consensus of how the democratic process goes, and is more focused on participatory democracy, which usually happens when democratic regimes collapse, as we've seen everywhere throughout the industrialized world.
1: Mean so-called democratic?
9: Right. Yeah, so, I mean, the democratic institutions that were fresh become corrupted because of outside institutions that play a role within the inner institutions, and which is guaranteed going to happen. For example, Italy... Ha- has a weak uh, direct democratic process, and sorry, California's a weak, de- uh, weak democratic. Italy, California. Italy. The problem with Italy is that they're uh, they have proportional representation of a weak bureaucracy, and so they can't counteract the corruption scandal, corruption issues. Uh, Sweden, however, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going completely off topic, but the point is,
1: does that happen a lot here? I think probably with all these the people. Yeah.
10: Do. I don't know. I would assume so. I mean, yeah. I think um, the fact is is that these kind of things are um, attended by people who probably have been waiting for something like this for a long time. Exactly. So there's probably a lot of ideas and a lot of things that
9: people have been holding up, you right. know, for years. Yeah. I would like to bring up, um, this is a psychologist of the political phenomenon called GERP. And we have three different, um, there's three phenomena he brings up called decremental deprivation. Uh, aspirational deprivation and progressive deprivation We, we are here seeing phenomenon of two, two, pheno- two of the phenomenon of relative deprivation of society Which is called aspirational and decremental The reason why it's decremental is that people here are losing their jobs The, uh, the austerity measures have ruined us the, the, the banks are in control And the reason why it's aspirational We've hoped for a long time that things would get better We've hoped for a long time that society would progress, despite the fact that the bourgeoisie controls containing society and we wish to change. So we have those two phenomenons existing here.
1: I'm being distracted by April. April, what's up?
0: Oh, I'm really interested in... There's a man over here passing out seedlings. They're trees. He's he's doing something with trees. Um, uh,
1: You want to... I want to see if we can
0: get someone to... Well, he looks... He's got a cart set up. Let's see if we can get him to come over and, and talk to him. Um, do you want to take a break?
1: Sure. You want to take the mic? You want to finish up with these guys? Uh, the social connections. Uh, you
9: know social what to ask social. Yeah. No? I'll watch you. I'll, I'll stand here. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're going to try to um, get this man over here who's passing yeah. out these, these lovely little trees to, to people. Um, so you guys just got here. And we're very excited to, to have you here. And did I interrupt you? So did you want to finish your thought, oh, Rex? No, I'm sorry.
9: Really about, there's this political scientist called Manker Olson. And he said the problem with every social movement is that there's a free rider clause. So people don't go out to protest because they believe that if this person goes to protest, they don't need a protest. And I found that people here felt like there's this is a revolutionary society. So they connected with all the social forums that have already been established and say, I don't care if somebody else protests other than me, I'm going to protest nonetheless, because this is a revolutionary moment in the entire zeitgeist, the time of, uh, sorry, the spirit of the time. And the spirit of the time has said, this is the time for revolutionary action.
0: Indeed, indeed. I know there, uh, as you said, Darren said um, that... People are out here for a variety of different reasons, and um, it is nice to just see that, that we can all be here and share the commonality of of, yeah. of the experience, really, yeah. and know that we are like-minded to to some degree, and we can express our. Yeah, no
10: kidding, no kidding. I think, um, and so many people get used to viewing their friends, their neighbors, as as some kind of abstracted other people who are apathetic, who don't understand, or whatever. So it's good when we can realize that that's not really the case, that we all have different motivations and different reasons, but there are always going to be circumstances where we will find a common cause to come together.
9: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, going on that is that we're not having a formal protest. We're having a combination of a formal protest a sit-in, a type of counterculture as if that exa- like exists within this own sociological transformation. Yeah. And so you're having people f- here from all different parts of LA come together and kind of act as a social unit, if you will, and a kind of an assembly, too.
0: It's always inspired me.
9: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. This is the nineteen sixty eight of our generation.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's true. It's true. We'll go go explore. Yeah. Um, come uh, back. We'll be here and, and
8: um, okay.
0: we'll find you. Uh, I'm sure Nick will find you yeah. guys and talk to you about you have a flyer and yeah, we, we can figure out how to get you on the air again and you can mobilize more students.
8: Yeah. Thank you very
0: much. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Joni, do you want to talk on the radio for a bit? I
8: do. I want oh look, April has her headphones on. Can you hear me? It's so funny, I can't hear monitors, monitor, so I have no idea what I'm saying. I just want to talk about, this is Joni, the accidental yogist uh, at Occupy LA, and I just want to mention that there was a yoga class here at 10 o'clock this morning uh, that was taught by Daniel Overberger, who also teaches yoga at Runyon Canyon by donation. And from what I hear... They plan on having a yoga class here on the steps of City Hall every morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. Not necessarily taught by him, but I think other people have volunteered to come and teach the class. And I think there's also been the offer to teach a sunrise yoga class. Uh, I, I'm trying to find the, get the details myself. I'll probably talk about it on my show cheap plug for my show yoga chat Wednesday sorry one o'clock in the afternoon but yeah yoga out here and there people playing drums this is a really cool cool atmosphere here I think I want to grab my tent and move in Anyway, back to you. Are you... Uh, no, don't walk away. Wait a second. Uh, I
0: can hear you perfectly in okay. my headphones, just sure. so you know. It sounds great. Um, so you are going to go to Tour de Fat, and I wanted to just talk about that for a second sure. because we were going to have... Um, I, I interviewed two guys from Tour de Fat yesterday. We were going to play the show in the studio this morning, but because we're here, I wanted to just celebrate Tour de Fat a little bit yeah. because yeah, yeah. New Belgium is an awesome company, and they are doing all they can to... Um, you know, celebrate the bicycle revolution. So, you're, so tell us about Tour de Fat. You're
8: going a little while? I, I am. In fact, there is a bike costume parade that starts at 11 o'clock, which is about soon. And I'm hanging around here until I saw, see them go by. So they're supposed to leave um, L.A. State Park, L.A. State Historic Park, otherwise known as the Cornfield, they're leaving. At, supposed to leave at 11 o'clock and right around downtown L.A. So if you're anywhere in the downtown area and you see a big, big, big group of costumed people on bicycles going around, honk your horn, wave, join in. It's a tour de to fat. And uh, they're going to circle around downtown, end up back at the cornfield, and they're going to spend a day just having a great time doing bikey stuff. And, in fact, I think the highlight of the day is somebody has given up their car her name is Jessica Alexander. She's from Long Beach, and she's she actually applied last year, and
0: she didn't. She barely made the cut, but she's getting her new bike this year. It's a black sheep handmade bike from a uh, maker in Colorado. So she's riding her car today.
8: Awesome, because I was there last year, and what they do, they make a big production out of it. Yeah. They put her on some kind of float, dry, you know, cart her around, and they present her with a bicycle, because she's basically vowed she turned in her car, she will go carless, and now ride her bike from now on. So that's the highlight of the event, and there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff for people who ride bikes, and people even who if you don't, just have a great time. Lots of people hon- honking here, it's great. Lots of support. Anyway, I have to go because I'm going to keep an eye out for the parade as they go by. But like I said, look for costume people. We're going to be having a great time. Okay, Joni, thanks for talking.
0: Have a good time today and um, enjoy Tour de Fat for us. And, and uh, yes, thank you, Michael and Matt, for taking the time out to do an interview with um, me yesterday. And uh, have fun at Tour de Fat and Tour de Fat Los Angeles. We're happy that it finally came to Los Angeles four years in a row now so we are looking for someone else to talk and um, let's see what can I tell you guys there's lots of tents there are hundreds of tents here all different colors all different sizes Um, there are lots of people everybody's really calm Um, people just collectively gathering and talking and lots of photographers Um, every different type of person I would say is represented here um, there were about 20 people doing the the yoga class that Joni was doing, which looked lovely. It was right on the steps of City Hall, and um, there, there's no one telling anyone to stop doing anything. There's I've seen a few police officers, um, but just walking on the sidewalk, and all in all, everybody looks like they're they're getting along. There's um, getting along really well. There's a library. Oh, hang on, we have another guest. Hi, what's your name?
12: Regina Kitan.
0: Hi, Regina. My name's April. Nice to meet you. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, most likely. Why are you here today?
11: Well, I've been here for... I'm sorry, really. I was trying to walk through here. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. So maybe you could stand against... Maybe over there in the shade or something. through this
6: area out.
11: Okay, sorry,
0: everyone. We are um, trying to move our mic so we don't, Okay, this is better. It's in the shade. Yeah. Okay, so I'm talking to Regina now. And um, why are you here today?
12: Okay, uh, I'm here. This is my eighth day. We've been here since day one, and we've been organizing and mobilizing. I'm here. Uh, I formed an g- indigenous committee, which uh, represents all indigenous people here at the Occupy Los Angeles and also out there in organizations. So we um, have the indigenous committee for people to come and mobilize with Occupy Los Angeles. Okay, great. Uh, and where, how can people find you? Okay, so we have a welcome tent, and if they come and they ask for the indigenous committee or they ask and they look at the welcome tent's uh, list, we have calendars of workshops. Saturdays is our workshop day, and they'll see that we have general assemblies every evening. And before the general assemblies and after, we also have uh, meetings for those committees. Okay, so what kind of committees are there? Oh, there's probably approximately um, 15 and probably forming 20 committees.
1: The generators went down. Now they are solar over at Occupy LA. But you're hearing what happens when the generators go down. And we're coming back to the interviews and more of
13: bike talk. So fantastic. The first person I talked to was a gentleman here that had been displaced. And I don't mean displaced, displaced. He he had a family and he worked and everything. But he was from Oklahoma and he, he wanted to come here and actually protest because he said, This is my right as an American, and back in Oklahoma, this is what we do. We come out, and we stand for our rights. And he brought his lovely wife, who, in the middle of the conversation, started to nurse her baby. And I thought, this is not the kind of revolutionary that the LAPD... In fact, they packed up, and it was really funny, they packed up their riot vans early, and they packed up the riot vans, and the first thing they ended up doing is... One of them broke down. So that sort of is the telltale sign that they weren't really prepared for this either. And they towed their their riot squad police van back. And I continued to walk around. it. And I thought to these guys, in fact, at one point I said, hey, you know, all you police guys are in the sun. All the protesters are in the shade. I think maybe you can be part of the 99 and get into the shade too. So maybe it's all about helping everybody. And, and that's what I'm really sensing. And, of course, the next person, and I'm not, I'm not lying to you, the next person I talked to, part of the Bike Coalition Uh, someone else from the film center who just came on their own. And then, of course, pregnant people. There were so many pregnant women here at last week's thing, and it's just grown since then. Uh, I've been dropping off some food. Uh, The film I was on with Retro Media... We uh, were really kind and gracious to let me take home uh, the second meal, some of the snacks that they didn't eat in the morning, and I just dropped it off. So I, I'm putting the challenge out there for all the film crews that are in the area. If you're close by, come on down and donate, like, just some, you know, your extra water or something at the end of the day so you don't have to waste gas and take it back to the production office. And uh, some people will benefit down here. So it's all about people coming down here and seeing. You know how, how people are actually occupying your Los Angeles. You're part of that Los Angeles. Even you, Trick Miller. I'm wondering when you're going to pull out the wheels of steel and start spinning here for us. Um, my wheels are
14: aluminum right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go ride to go ride to breakfast in a minute. Uh, so we're here oh, in come
13: downtown. of do fat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pulling a William Shapner. I just I just loogied in his eye. Sorry.
14: No, just it was a light spray. So um, here's Nick back with uh, bike talk. And oh, thanks um, you so much, Patrick. I just wanted to say one thing, slightly uh, off topic from Occupy LA, but um, you know we're starting today to um, we're we're starting today to promote the All City Toy Ride. So if you want to find out about the All City Toy Ride, the biggest uh, bicycle toy charity in Los Angeles, go to MidnightRiders.com, dot com, and um, we'll we'll get you about that. That's. I don't know. That's what I'm doing. Today. That's how I'm occupying L.A. today. <laughs> cool.
1: So that's Patrick Miller. He's a DJ. He does uh, he does music for some of the rides. He does a show on KPFK called Two Wheels and a Microphone. Uh,
14: occasionally. Occasional spot on uh, Here in the City, Two Wheels and a Microphone.
1: Cool. Um, so you're going to get breakfast and we'll see you at Tour de Fat,
14: right? We'll see you later at Tour de Fat.
1: Cool. Thanks for talking.
14: Get this Get this guy off the phone and get, get him on the microphone. He's on with
1: TJ. Can TJ talk to us about what he's going to do?
14: What's going to
15: I got fucked up in
14: <laughs> oh,
8: Vegas.
15: Yeah, here is TJ. You're on live on Bike Talk. TJ, oh, gotcha. TJ from Orange He's Twenty bring, is bring is gonna be. To <laughs> I know. TJ from uh, TJ from Orange Twenty is gonna be donating patch kits and various helpful items to the Occupy LA Share Bike Program. It's gonna be awesome. Thank you, TJ. That's great. Thank you, TJ. Got it. Okay. Yeah, come on through. Okay. Cool. We'll talk to you. TJ from Orange 20 Bikes. Yes. Awesome. The share bike program is growing, and uh, people are digging it. People are digging it. People so happy about it. Bikes, bikes? Let's talk
1: about chicken with uh, the sartorial sense.
15: Bikes now? Uh, whose phone is this?
1: He looks like one of the villains on the old Batman show.
15: No. <laughs> oh. so
13: I do not like one of the villains. I look like, like thug number one that you'd always see in the credits. You know, Cesar Romero would be like, Get me some good dogs for the show. The ones you got last time, they looked a little too fairy. I want some dogs that can you really believe could take a punch. And so I said, oh, but uh, you know what? It's. I think it's more about the attitude that you grab on this thing. <laughs> anyway, we're here at Occupy LA, and I'm just amazed by people. There, A lot of people have the silkscreen sign that's uh, 99%, and the 99% means that you're part of this 99% that's kind of holding the weight, the, the crutch of the whole... Uh, uh, experience here and the one percent is the one that have the money that probably could actually bail us out of this whole mess and we wouldn't have to be down here on our weekends and do this
15: thing so Roblox, we could be at the tour de fat the tour de fat yeah
1: um we were talking about you when you weren't here we talking about your accident on the way to vegas
15: yeah i heard that a little bit yes and it's true you were listening i was i was like shit i gotta get down there (laughs) um yeah it was it was a freak accident and um Sadly, you know, it, it it put me in the hospital for sure. So I've always encouraged people to wear helmets but you well, know I got mine on today. See? That was a uh oh, you heard
1: me talking about that, huh?
15: Yeah, no, that was definitely a uh uh a surprise and I'm I'm definitely not gonna be uh riding without a helmet. I mean I got a concussion out of that. It was crazy. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So wear your helmets out there, people. Even though um, in the Netherlands, nobody wears helmets, right. and that was what was inspiring me not to wear one. It but there's
13: that point before? Yeah, that, um, that it was, uh, if you make it safe enough to ride with, without a helmet, you're making it safe for a lot more people than if you just make it safe for people with helmets. But you know what? This was. This I mean, was pedestrians a, don't wear helmets.
15: This had nothing to do with any infrastructure. It had nothing to do with cars. Uh, it was it was literally equipment failure. It was a Shimano crank that broke in half. Uh, and they had a uh, they actually had a recall on it, like in the '90s I found out oh my God. yeah, so it was a manufacturer's defect you, so you never know you raise a, a good uh, yeah,
13: you raise a good question because a lot of our people out there are riding 20 30 year old bikes. I, I know that sexy and I once got a, a real good shock when, when um, on one of the Midnight Riders, somebody had a, a massive failure with their fork, and we kind of looked at each other that day and we, we took it a little slower than we usually oh, did it was, we talked about this. Yeah, we know his name. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, Marcus and, and Kim went down. Yeah.
15: You, know, you remember
13: that night, right? Yeah. That was when they were still together and kind of running cannons Yeah. So we are just like it's one of those days where we're just bringing out all the dirt and the dust and stuff. Yeah. I,
15: let's talk about Occupy LA. Yeah, let's And talk let's, let's talk it. about how hey, You want to talk? No, I don't how, oh. Let's Let's Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about Occupy LA, and so far I've come down to the General Assembly meetings, and I've been promoting Ciclovía, and I've been promoting the idea that all of these people here should start focusing on walking, biking, and public transportation. Because one of the things, if you want to be that change in the world, then you have to you have to start with yourself. And what we're doing right now is we've spent three or four trillion dollars of our treasure on the other side of the world bombing broke people for cheap gas because of our addiction to cars and gasoline. And so if we want to really start affecting change on that end, I think that as a nation, we should be focusing on biking, walking, and public transit. And that's not only going to help our gas addiction, it's going to help our healthcare problem and our obesity problem. Because if we get humans, us as human animals, we're meant to be walking across this earth. And if we use our own two feet, it's going to help us make everything cheaper. I mean, the fact that we won't be using 4,000-pound pavement-destroying machines on our streets, we won't have to constantly repave them, we won't be spending money on that, we can focus our money on education... There's a lot of things that stem out of the bicycle and walking and
13: well, it's that equation, being active. It's an equation with the economy that we
15: always think about. It's like guns or butter. Either you have enough to buy butter in a,
13: in a real basic sense, or all your money is going for guns or all your money is going to butter, and you can't really have them go to both things. And right now, all our money is going to guns, to, to the war machine, as opposed to going to things like health care, education, uh, things have really... We have to see if we want to get to the next level with future and stuff, if we want to build the next generation of, of uh, scientists, of, of doctors, of, of people that are really going to make a difference and stuff. That's more of an education thing now, I think. you know It, it all relates back to, I mean, you could wipe this into very different kind of uh, – uh, what, what is this money going to? What program is this money going to? What, where is it going? And I think it, we have to transcend that. Remember that these dollar signs really equate to people. I mean, if this dollar is going to this, you're actually xing out a person out of this equation. And I think we we have to realize that. And I think a lot of what it's not about. I mean, we see the signs, we see all the people and their things, and we see all the the bands and everything else here. But let's let's look at the real issue. It's about like these people are taking time to show that this is the problem that needs to be solved. And I think a lot of the, the the solutions rest in rethinking how transportation as as
15: a way it means on here. Filming? Filming roadblock? But you're <laughs> he's filming me? while yeah. doing the interview. He's filming the reaction? <laughs> yeah, the reaction shot. So P.J., chicken leather is always filming. Well, yeah. Is it because of memory it, problems? What's going yeah, on I here? This back and I
13: can remember what somebody did last year's tour of Pat. So this year I can say, wow, he did a great job at last year's tour of Fat, and I actually recognize the person.
15: So, well, here I am getting out of this plastic bottle, totally wasting our earth resources. We
13: can recycle Yes. Are you gonna run
1: for uh, off city city council, something like that?
15: Wow, yeah, maybe someday. That'd be awesome. I don't think that the uh powers that be are yet running on the platform of uh a truly green and sustainable economy. I think we're still wasting a lot of corporate dollars in our politicians.
13: It's, it's been a week since last year's beginning of this thing, and finally we're seeing a new had a uh, sort of battery failure with their uh, equipment, but I did see a news truck that was covering the uh, the Michael Jackson
15: high. Yeah, there's like there's like 20, 20 news trucks covering the Michael Jackson uh, doctor trial, one, yet one, one there's... One of the flat tires, uh, they decided I
13: guess, to get their equipment in and bring it over here, which is kind of It's, like, it's kind of cool. <laughs> silly. Anyway, do um, you want to interview somebody? Sure.
15: How are you guys doing? What do we have here?
16: Uh, my name is Ben. Ben. Moze. Ben Moze, Cool.
17: I'm Paula. Paula,
16: how are you doing?
15: Good. So, you guys are, have you been at Aki LA for well, it's a while? No, yeah, it was the first. Just for a few hours. Just for a few hours? Cool. How did you guys get down? Uh, we took the bus. Awesome.
17: From Santa Monica. Santa Monica.
15: All right, The then The 10. Awesome. That's the Express, right? Yeah.
17: Cool. Well,.
15: Thanks for coming down. Yeah. show is called Bike Talk. This is our host, Nick. <laughs> hey, Nick. hey, um, so
16: wh- why'd you come down? I want to support everybody on here. I want to support the, the 99%. I'm tired of the greed. I'm tired of hearing job creators and, and linking it with hoarding money. And the, I'm, I'm tired of it. I want to support them. Have you ever, do you ever come to stuff like this? Have you been active politically? No, but oh, not yet. This is it. And there will be plenty more after this. I'm sure I love it. love the energy.
1: How long you been here? Just for... Nick.
16: Uh, just a few hours now. You met people. Yeah, i been walking around, taking photographs, speaking with people, asking them why they're out here, and and uh, just.
15: If you had one or two or three demands that you wanted out of this, what would you say?
17: Uh, the Wall Street that caused this should be held responsible and be accountable. Two should take money out of all. Politics. It should be, yeah. it should be no me politics and we should run our system like England does, just like six months before, not where it's all corporate sponsored by the media, private donations. I mean, it's crazy. And I've been following this since uh, September 17th with the um, Wall Street and I. I've been following the coverage. I read. I've been watching online and some stuff on T. So I'm, I'm excited Protests. I've been in Washington. I've been in North. I've been in L.A. So I'm here to support. I'm a filmmaker. And for the first time I'm here to also document it.
15: The demands?
16: Oh man, uh I want fairness. I want I want people that are struggling to eat to have a chance. I want people I want to see somebody homeless living in a Bentley. I want to see I want to see one banker held accountable. I want to know who this. And I don't want people saying let's look to the future. Let's not look to the past. I want to look to now. I don't want this to happen again. I want my mom to feel safe in her home. That's
15: I right, just, on. I want to feel safe. right on. Right on love what you said about money and politics. seems to be a theme going around. There's can we have a
17: chance our one vote to millions of dollars? Who are they paying off? I mean, you spend X amount of money, and you expect that much to come back to you. But one vote doesn't seem to work anymore until we get money out, and it will work. It does work. It's just we've corrupted the system with money. And they're listening to us because it's like Amy Midman says from Democracy Now! We are the silenced majority. We're the majority, but we're not being heard.
15: Definitely.
0: That's
8: right.
15: Comments? Comments. we three
0: demands? My three demands. Um, I want. Uh, I'd like a job. Uh, I have a master's degree and I don't have a job. I'd like healthcare, and I would just like some opportunity. I feel like there's not a lot of opportunity for, for anything for um, for for you know for everyone. I mean, it's it's, it's really vague. But I, there's, we don't have as much opportunity as our, our parents had, and to some degree, our parents' parents. Um, so I'm here for for the the ability and the hope.
17: And I believe that we, there's a lot of money, like Michael Moore says. There is money, but it's in the hands of very few. And we allowed this through the politicians to make these certain votes and legislation. And if we stop that, why should we be paying somebody to go and have companies over in China and give tech support for that? That's insane. All those things need to be taken away. And we need to, she, I, we're all very educated people. Why can't we get small independent loans at small interest and make it very accessible for us to become entrepreneurial? Because we have the spirit. We have will. But where is... Where are the corporations? They're not doing it because all they care about is their profits going up and up and up.
15: Yeah. Somehow we had four or five trillion dollars in the last ten years to go bomb broke people on the other side of the earth. Where, what happened? Where'd that money? You
17: know, this is all in debt. Those are not paid for.
15: Nick, your three demands.
1: Oh uh, wow. Three demands. I I feel like this is the this is the the ground that thing come out of you know and that you know it's just a matter of uh of making the connections and uh yes I, I mean i think that out of when you look at what comes out of things it's like uh it's the this is the the to me the intellectual work that's being done here and people are deciding what they want and they're meeting each other and they're staying in touch and you know you you hear people talk about okay my one of my demands would be um to try to and I don't know how it's possible but to try to make it that you know one 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 person has the same amount of influence you know no matter who they are that would be a demand
15: money out of politics yeah and it's inspiring to
17: see the young people here to see young people camping out it's so awesome
15: definitely inspiring to see the young people we need to see I think we need to see more middle aged people too you know Because they, they're they seeing the big picture, right? I think there's a lot of people that are sitting at home with their heads down going, Harumph, I'm in this system and there's not much I can do about it. If they would just come out and we start the dialogue and start talking about what kinds of things we can do to change this because it's possible. I've
17: heard people say, well, what are their demands? What are their demands? And I said, you know, just like in... When you're in Congress, you're not going to get all the representatives agreeing. You're not going to get all the senators agreeing. So now you expect these people in a short period of time to have their uh, demands clearly stated. It's about democracy and action, and we're seeing that now. And people are saying the same thing. They want opportunities. They want ability to have a home and to be able to work and to have health care and to not work so hard just to have so little.
15: Yeah, the health care thing was always boggling my mind when when, uh, when it came to Congress it was, it, the single-payer option was instantly uh, taken out of the conversation. Yeah, and that was so frustrating to me because that really, like, people don't understand the single-payer option is basically just about financing. We're pooling the entire nation's money together and financing Medicare, uh, you know, health care instead of having smaller pools that go to private, profitable sources. We're just... Making it a non-profit, huge pool of money that will finance our health care. And that, that's how they do it in modern nations around the world.
17: just take the Medicare age down and give coverage for everybody. And the percentage is better. It's cheaper and better care. Yeah. Because the, the, what's happening with managed care, it's just the, the managers are getting all the money. And, and all what they care about is profits, not about health
15: exactly yeah bringing the age down on Medicare would have solved the whole thing I mean my parents love Medicare they don't want to see it go away all these Republicans that uh, complain about Obama they don't want to give up their Medicare so all of a sudden it's like I it's want to just put a
17: challenge to the Congress people and say why don't you go without medical care and see how you could how you could survive
15: totally totally actually, they, they increased
13: their medical care this year
15: actually with the bill right
13: Yeah, and it's it's really different. It's funny because I I really would like to see that expanded to everyone. I mean, if it's good enough for the the Congress, why can't it be good enough for everyone? Let them eat cake. cake. I don't want them to come down to our level. I want to go up to their level.
16: They're
17: they're not feeling the pain is why. I'm saying they're not feeling the pain. If you're without something, you know what it feels like.
13: I I, uh, work in the entertainment industry, and I've had this talk so many times on a set because we end up working long hours. I mean, and I'm not talking like 10 hours, 12 hours. It's like when you get to 14 or 16 hours, you increase your ability to get hurt on a set. Let's be honest. And it's like there's, there's all sorts of people that say, you know what? If you don't do this, we'll just hire somebody else out of, the, out of the gene pool, quote, unquote, just out there. And we're just going, well, you know, we have to work. But we really would love to see, like, if I get hurt or something, it's like I'm not rushing to an emergency ward and giving them a, a fake lie to say, oh, yeah, I was doing this in my backyard at 2 in the morning. Obviously, I'm on a set. You know, I'm dressed like I'm working that way. Uh, these, these are things—just honest work for honest people. Honest uh, healthcare for honest are you filming people. Filming right now. I'm filming you. Okay. Filming
15: hey, in other news, too, Jerry Brown voted down the three-foot passing law for cyclists. He for cyclists but yeah. he
13: voted the shark fin law. So I, I'm saying. What is that law?
15: The law was basically that you have to give cyclists at least three feet of passing space and a and slow down to 15 miles per hour difference between your speed and their speed. That would have been great. I mean, that's part of modernizing. I mean, it's it's funny to say, but no, he didn't. He didn't. He vetoed it. The entire the Congress sent it to him, sent him the bill. The state Senate and the, the state Congress sent it to him, passed it, right? And he vetoed it because of pressure from AAA and CHP. So get rid of your AAA cards. Yeah, it's... Lobbying power, right? The AAA had lobbying power over it.
1: Every every piece of clean air legislation is fought by AAA, which is the largest membership organization outside the Catholic Church.
15: That's basically the auto lobby, right there. And it's it's disgusting. We could, I mean, we need to modernize our transportation grid so that we can accommodate all forms of travel. We won't be able to let somebody who wants to walk walk. Somebody who wants to ride a bike should be able to ride a bike
16: to, just, you know, we should be encouraging people walking to ride bikes and you know, what is that? I've heard in LA, it's every person uh, the average, average people there's twice as many cars for the average month here something ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. like that, you know yeah. driving a mile and a half to get your, to get your cook and your, and your jug of ice cream or whatever and then, you know, whatever, it's
13: just gross so wait a minute, wait a minute, if we, if you're saying we make it, you know, encourage them physically uh, uh, yeah. tap breaks, I mean yeah. Yeah, I mean, we give carbon credits to, to silly corporations for polluting. Why well, can't give it, like, a, a credit or something, you know? If,
15: if you built out the street so that, let's say, a third of it was dedicated to walking and biking, that's a third of a street isn't getting destroyed by 4,000-pound machine. That saves us money. And it gives people
17: health to stay healthy. So it decreases all the costs for nickel yeah. Exactly,
15: exactly. Exactly. I mean, it makes so much sense, yet somehow are the people in power the one percent well you know what it is they're not going to make any money off of off of bike riders i mean you make money by having a car making the payments insurance getting it repaired i mean you're spending ten twelve thousand dollars a year on a car so we, we kind of see where the money's influencing the decisions as well
13: so i'm noticing that uh i, I noticed some guy Chapter uh, chap 34 is out here the reason i remember him see he, he was at the mayday kind of focus that i was at too. i was there coming the bands but he's here covering the thing though so we're seeing some mainstream media i'm thinking channel 34 uh, they're in my book now aren't they owned by some sort of conglomerate that owns nabisco NBC's Well, here. nabisco or, or nbc is the thank cookie company is awesome. them so go. well thank you take care and, uh,
15: thanks again thanks again and thanks for taking the bus out here that's amazing radio yes who do we have here
5: but there's a, hi, my name is Brian. I'm the librarian.
15: Hi, how you doing? Brian, I have wait, no demands.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Let me say something. Uh, Brian, okay, April, This is, April. is really exciting. So so Brian's been on the road since June. Since June. And he gave up his home in Brooklyn. And he's been at Occupy Baltimore and Occupy New York. And he's the librarian. He, I don't know if you've seen, there's a library over here. He has a whole collection of, of oh, books. Oh, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah, so, cool. so this is Brian's this project.
0: Is, is reading fundamental in demonstrating?
5: In demonstrating? No. But I think libraries are fundamental in expressing to communities uh, points of view. So for example, we had very few books in Spanish, and we were trying very, very hard to get as many books in Spanish as possible. They started to come in, and as our Spanish section is flourishing, you will see many Spanish people now hanging out at the library and spending more time with the occupation. I think if you really reach out and just build libraries in different cities and really see like what you need, what demographic are you missing, and then seek out books that speak to that person's perspective, you will see them come.
0: Are you a librarian by training or by passion?
5: No, I was in advertising before this.
0: Oh, even better. I, I mean, the transition is even better. Do you want the microphone? No. I think you should ask the question. Okay, great. So um, how did this? Pro- was this project born?
5: Uh, the library project? Yes. I think it's just natural that people bring books into these sort of things, and I'm here to organize it, I suppose.
0: What's in the collection over there?
5: Uh, we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of classics. We have plays. We have uh, multilingual books. Um, We have periodicals, we have, uh, you know, just a lot of cheap dime store novels so people can take their mind off things, we have short stories, we have a, it's a full library, we try to cultivate it as best we can.
0: And people are bringing you books and just dropping them off?
5: Yeah, all you got to do is show up and drop a book off, and or show up and pick a book up.
0: Okay, so it's on the honor system?
5: That's right. I mean, it's a book, it's
0: free. It's a book, it's free. It's knowledge is free. So what, yeah, what are your three demands for, if you could have three demands for this experience, what are they?
5: I have no demands, and that's kind of part of my point.
0: Okay. Where are you going next?
5: I'm going back to New York after this.
0: How long are you going to be here?
5: October 25th, I leave.
0: Chicken Leather, do you have any questions? I do. How does
5: this
13: compare to the other two that you've been at?
5: Uh, it's far more peaceful in terms of its relationship to the city. Uh, and it's far more um, relaxed in terms of its relationship to the weather and the elements.
0: Yes, I heard that New York was extremely cold, and in New York, they're not allowed to have tents outside, so it's a very different experience.
5: Uh, yeah, I haven't been there in a long time, uh, but they are preparing for the winter, and as I go back, I'm interested to see what that means.
0: Can I ask what you're writing there?
5: Uh, This is just some personal writings and stuff um, in terms of what the library might need and how the library can grow and expand uh, once I leave.
0: So who's going to take over the library when you leave?
5: Well, the library, because it's a free library, it doesn't belong to anyone, and I don't necessarily think that it needs anyone to operate it. So I think the uh, people who are living here will take it over all by themselves.
0: Okay. If somebody wanted to uh, organize a library project for you, could could they find you? Could they come and talk to you over there?
5: I'm always in the library.
0: Wonderful. Okay. I,
13: um, do you find any parallels between your uh, experiences being a librarian and, and those in advertising? Do you find any things that have helped you being uh, in formerly uh, in uh, advertising and now in this? Do you find any similarities, uh, things Yay! that are inherently against each other? or?
5: or uh? um, I, I think it's... Um entirely different and that's quite refreshing <laughs> all, right.
0: all right wonderful thanks for coming over yeah. here have a good day you too. okay so we're closing hi. up in 15 minutes hi. hi I'm Mr. Sturgis hi I'm April
4: no, it's, it's Larry it's Larry? Well, yeah. Wall Street Swindler
0: ooh Larry from the Wall Street
4: and we are <clears throat> hi we're down here checking out the uh, Occupy LA from the wallstreetswindler.com and you know, this is beautiful. Uh, I just had an interface with uh, three of uh, Los Angeles's finest and it was a fine chat. You know, I asked the question, I said, are any of you guys rich? And they said, no. I said, so you're pretty much like us. Yeah, well, thank you for being cool and your tolerance. We really appreciate it. They were great. Cheers to the LAPD and the city fathers who are allowing this to go on. L.A. is the place.
0: How long have you been here?
4: I got here this morning. Uh, I've been following on the blog and following on the live feed. And uh, so that's how I knew to bring down some dollies and uh, a little headlight, because I saw that posted that you needed that. And, you know, some other stuff that I had laying around that, you know, you guys need. And I encourage everybody to check out the blog, see what they need, donate and contribute if you can. Because this is happening.
1: What's
4: the name of the blog? Um, Well, the blog is OccupyLosAngeles.org. I was talking about this one. Oh, WallStreetSwindler.com.
1: Okay, so you're you're wearing a press pass from Wall Street Swindler. Can you tell us uh, what you what you kind of stuff you cover there?
4: Oh, absolutely. What we do is we are the online aggregation for stories about greed, corruption. You know, uh, people uh, doing phony mortgage stuff, people doing phony security stuff, counterfeiting, bribery, judges that go to jail. You know, check it out because we've got hundreds of stories about. Corruption and you know and people getting caught, which is about time, because they need to be caught, they need to go away, they need to get out of the system. And if we can help, that's what we do. April says the big
1: media is coming in. Big
4: media
1: is coming in. Well, this Wall Street, you're saying Wall Street is not big media? No,
4: we've been around for about a year. You know, he had a
0: big camera.
1: Oh, he had a big camera. Oh, that is big media.
0: Well, hey. Is it thanks.
13: all about
1: size? I think this one's just big. Hey, sir. You want to talk? What's your name? John Johnson. And uh, <laughs> uh, what what you here today? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well,
7: let's see. My my brother works for the post office, and they want to throw him out of his job. So I thought, well, he can't come. So I thought, you know, he could put uh, raise the postage two or three cents, like they've always done and then make decisions on that afterwards. You know, like four or five years from now, instead of throwing 200,000 people out of their jobs, within the ripple effect being a million people, but also uh, the real reason I'm here is my 71-year-old neighbor said she couldn't come because of her health. So you know what? I could. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for, thank you for
1: representing your brother and your and your neighbor. All
7: right. Thank you appreciate
1: you being here okay so we've got people from all walks of life uh, coming out here today people who are personally impacted and affected thank you very much Um, so April what do you think as we come to the close of uh, I'm sorry I waved off chicken leather
0: no that's okay some people don't like the video camera I understand that Um, what do I think I'm really inspired by what we've seen here today I am. Excited to see it grow. I wish that we could talk to people for hours, and I'm just really uh, excited that people are getting along, and there's uh, no—it's just a really positive environment. And um, yeah, lots of horn honking. And um, Joe, you want to help us close up? Sure. Oh, Joe's going to come and help us close up.
11: Come to uh, Occupy LA. We're building a new society. And we welcome all types of bikes. That was nice. Aw, Joe. Joe. A little bike love. I do. I have a, I'm a sucker for old Peugeots, but you know, a mountain bike. There's a white one over there. Is there really? An old Peugeot, yeah. In the 70s? The 70s model? Ooh, a man after my own heart. So, uh. <laughs> uh I don't know, I can
8: Hold show it to you. Yeah. If you want me to, okay. it was just locked
11: up. Yeah, I ride, which I got from the bicycle kitchen, shout out, uh, 75 Peugeot U08. Which I'm in the process of restoring. It's my baby. Nice. Yeah. Very nice.
0: So you're going to be here all weekend.
11: I am. I'm going to be here indefinitely until our demands are met or until this fizzles out.
0: Cool. Um, we're going to be at
1: Ciclovia tomorrow, and uh, I guess you'll be here.
0: Evening live from Ciclavia. You
1: can't leave.
11: Yes and no. It's you know we're so busy here, you know in working, you know creating this movement that I shower maybe every other day every third day um it'll be nice when the movement gets going and we have more people that to carry the load share the load you know right now it's a few of us that are busting our ass well
1: this is kind of a thin strip of land here what how would you deal with more people
11: well the deal is originally the camp was on the south lawn and city hall asked us can you guys move to the north lawn we need to we have a a movie that you know they're going to shoot here for years they're going to shoot it okay cool we'll move to the north lawn they're done shooting so we're in the process of moving back to the south lawn and that should be you know the permanent camp is going to be on the south lawn from now on really
1: the original place that it was
11: yeah we only moved because you know we're working with the city and they asked us to move to north lawn for for a couple days
1: so so uh how many people would you say we could accommodate here
11: you know, if we take both lawns, you could you could fit two thousand people on the grass surrounding the park and the sidewalks. If if we were to build a ring around City Hall, you could have three thousand people living here. Um,
1: so, we're we're almost uh, out, out of time here. We got April trying to talk to some guy. Um, you're, so you're meeting people who've actually had you know their homes taken by banks. You time. know,
11: all the time. It's not just a bunch of hippie kids. Living in intense smoking weed, you see moms come out here from Glendale, Pasadena, Burbank, that you know, single moms that have three jobs and are still you know struggling to to feed their kids. And as when when the movement starts growing like that, when you start bringing in white picket fence type people, that's when this is really gonna have an impact. Yeah,
1: we just talked to a guy who said, you know, his brother's losing his job at the post office, and his neighbor is, you know, I, I, well. I was distracted at that point, but but he was like, you know, th- th- several people have almost broken down when we talked to them.
11: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's an emotional thing. You know, nobody likes the pressure, this constant stress of of knowing that you're working your hardest. You know, they say work, that's, that's the American ethic is pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and you try to do that. You try to live the American dream, you do everything right, and you ne- can never get there. And, you know, if we work hard in the society, we should... Get what's coming to us. You know, it's as simple as that. And and that's what we're going to do here. Cool. So I'm noticing. Thank you. Breaking
13: news. The Tour de Fat ride is coming, and Jesus Christ is leading the ride. Yay! Tour de Fat! Woo!
1: Bike revolution! What a great close for the show. This would be perfect.
0: <laughs> um, so I just, oh, Tour de Fat's riding by. Yay! <laughs> Um, gonna,
1: they must be coming to make a left, right? No, no they're not going to...
0: Oh,
8: they can't.
1: Uh, that's...
0: Um, can I tell you what that nice man said when yes. I asked him if he wanted to be on the radio? Yes. What he had a sign that said... "He." What did it say? Something about his mortgage, right? You read his it? mom. Uh, got his,
1: kicked out of her home in her golden years.
0: 75-year-old mom? Yeah. Um, this is a very, like... Uh, average-looking American man in his middle ages, well-dressed, clean, white t-shirt, just playing, just describing him to you all. Um, I said, would you like to be on the radio? And he said, I can't. I have such a tragedy that I, when I start to talk about it, I get overwhelmed, and I, I can't express myself. I need to just be here. And So... There's a lot of there's a lot of people here who are not able to, to talk and hopefully we can try to celebrate that in a way that makes sense to us and um, and honor the people who are here to to move their lives forward. I've
1: heard the word honor from somebody else here and I think that you know honoring things is important especially when you're doing media um, at a at a place like this. All right, April, what do you want to close the show?
0: Thank you, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow at Ciclavia. We'll be um, we'll be live at Mama's Tamales tomorrow. all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Mama's Tamales, cool. Um, at Ciclavia. So, do you want to describe some of what we're seeing here as as we close?
0: Oh, I see some pink wigs and some sort of fat right. Um, fat is riding by. I see some lots of lovely cyclists riding by in costumes. And they're going to the LA State Historic Park. You know, I did. I did give a shout out earlier to New Belgium, and I, I thanked um, when Joni and I were talking because she was going to uh, the park. I, I talked a little bit about um, Matt and Michael, who we interviewed yesterday, and thanked them for making them available and themselves available, and how uh, wonderful what it is they're doing is. And um, so we'll we'll play that tape another time, and hopefully we can. Um, we can go to Tour de Fat next year.
1: So I see tandems. I see a recumbent trike. I see people dressed up. One is somebody's, like, a banana.
0: I see lots of overalls and some plaid. Right, cool.
1: And that's Tour de Fat. That's a whole other story.
0: Right. Tour de All Fat right. is a whole other story. Ciao.
1: Hey, we're done here.